everyone, Stefan Evans here, and you're listening to Talking About Tracy Chapman, the Tracy Chapman fan podcast. Today's guest is the Brit award-winning, platinum-selling singer-songwriter, Gabrielle. Hey, Gabrielle, how are you doing? I'm fine, my darling, how are you? Really well, thanks. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. Thank you for having me. So, getting straight into it, picture the scene. It's the late 80s. Synth pop is massive. Ronald Reagan is president, and Maggie Thatcher is prime minister. What, what were you doing at that stage? What, what were you doing musically? Oh, my God. I was just, you know, I was still kind of gigging, but, you know, very low-key. No one knew who I was, singing songs that weren't necessarily my own, doing cover songs, and hankering from the day when I could actually sing one of my own songs, which I've written many, but I couldn't, you know what I mean? It was one of those things, being confident when you're kind of in a band and you're not the central singer to kind of offer forward anything of your own. So I was just... I was just being a teenager. Amazing. What sort of thing were you covering? Oh, my God, Luther Vandross songs. Um, yeah, oh, just you name it. I was doing a lot of pop stuff. But when I was actually doing my serious stuff, I would always find a Luther Vandross song to cover because that was my thing. I was in a band where they were mostly doing reggae, and I, I kind of did my little thing at it, but I wasn't as good. And, and the thing is, I think they hated the fact that I was the, the true pop kid in the, you know, in the band and you know I was loving Culture Club and Michael Jackson and all the stuff that I've always loved you know and everyone was like you know they, they want like lovers rock and reggae I'm like no no <laughs> so around this time right. um, Tracy Chapman became an overnight sensation she did she um, played at Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday tribute yes the story goes that Stevie Wonder lost his synth um, pedals wow. and he wasn't able right. to go on so okay. so she kind of was alone with a guitar so she was the obvious choice to fill in that spot do you remember when she broke do you know something i do remember when she broke and it's one of those things that you know at the time when she actually did the nelson mandela concert you know she was still relatively unknown and you know what i mean when i say that in the sense of not relatively unknown people kind of had heard of her but the idea of you know when she actually did that that concert was just phenomenal i think that everybody who hadn't really been familiar with her would then would never forget her but i just remember you know i remember fast car i remember being so in love with that song her vibe she you know she had short hair she had like little twists and she was just amazing looking and her voice was just phenomenal and the idea that this was a, a young woman of color, but she wasn't singing your typical black music. And although folk and country, you know, black people have been doing that also at the top time, but not obviously in the same kind of platform as she'd been doing, the idea of her coming onto stage, very simple, or, or even just hearing her music and knowing that she was just this incredible guitarist with this yeah. pure voice. So I'll never forget you know, the song is still one of her, I mean, she's done so many amazing songs, but that will always be the breakthrough song that everybody will always associate with her with, but, but you know, obviously she's done so many great ones since, but to have such a powerful first song, it's such a special thing, so, um, yeah, never forget that. So, you mentioned Fast Car there, it was used as a sample on an early iteration of your track, Dreams. Um, yeah. Could you tell us a bit more about how that came about? <laughs> okay, so, um, it was about, oh God, about 1991, I'd gone into a studio after going in there to write another song and record another song. Um, I got in, the producers liked my voice, I'd gone in with a friend of mine, but they wanted me to come back on my own um, and 
stayed up to, you know, to listen to a track that they had. And, and when I listened to it, it was a backing track to Tracy Chapman's fast car. And they were like, you know, could you write something? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll write something. And I remember taking it home, listening, but not really writing anything, you know, um, at the time. And then on route down, back down to the studio, um, I had a book with me. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I've got a black disc because I actually haven't written anything to this track. And I looked in my booklet and I had a track that was dreams. It was just, when I say track, it wasn't even a track, it was just lyrics, dreams. And I literally was trying to kind of make them fit yeah. to... Um, you know, to the backing track of Fast Car, but it was a poem, you know, and that's how Dreams was born. It was a poem that I'd written about my life, about one of my dreams to become reality. And although it, you know, it sounds like a love song, but it was really like me wanting to sing and nothing happening about it. So, you, you, know, um, you know, with the opening lines, we've sit closely, you know, I want you. It, it was one of those things where, okay, this is going to fit, hopefully it's going to work. I got to the studio and managed to kind of make it fit and, you know, Dreams was born, and which is kind of crazy when I think back to it because, you know, like, it's always been quite disrespectful to such an amazing backing back track, but then on the other hand, yeah. I think Dreams, which a lot of people still love to this day, you know, has a life of its own and it, it was created, you know, um, based on something beautiful, which was a piece of music, so I'm really happy with that. Do you know what I would say? If you look at the content of Fast Car, it's very much a sort of endless cycle of, of poverty. And in the narrative of that song, the person is trying to um, break out of that cycle. So yeah, by, life. by answering the song with dreams, it's almost like a, a sequel um, to, <laughs> to the song. Never, I yeah. never thought of it like that, but that is amazing. Yes, the idea of you know, um, fast car getting you out somewhere and then dreams is about, you know, wanting to move closer to your dreams and making them come true. So, Absolutely. you know what, I love that. I love that. So you've covered the song on tour and occasionally yeah. on TV even. Um, tell us a bit more about how you translated that into your set in the um, in the early days. Well, the thing is, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people have been familiar with the fact that, you know, although i written Dreams, the original version of Dreams is still out there, and I have a, a version which has the Tracy Chapman backing sample on it. And although we were never given um, a sample clearance, so we could never officially use it, but I'll always be proud that in the end we had to construct something new that wasn't a replica of Tracy Chapman's fast car, so yeah. that, you know, people could actually hear that it was a standalone song, aside, you know, rather than kind of taking... How would I say? It, it took inspiration from Chase Chapman's music, but it was its own sound long song. So when I went on the road and it was time to kind of think about the songs that I was going to go and sing, I just felt it was a natural thing to actually sing Dreams, but then to go into something that had, you know what I mean, given given birth to Dreams in a weird yeah. way, you know? So the idea that this backing track, you know, I was able to write Dreams, although Dreams are already written but shall I say I was able to place dreams the, the lyrics of dreams in the realms of fast car you know the, the music and um, I just thought it was it was only right that I, I was able to show this and demonstrate this and the fact that it was effortless yeah. you know what I mean that when we you know the segue from dreams into fast car it's just so beautiful so I thank Ms. Trace Tapman because he is a genius and She's just amazing and phenomenal, will always be. So, yeah, and that's how it happened. It just felt right to put it in my set. 
I remember the first time I heard it. I was in Cardiff. It was my birthday, 2010. Oh, wow. And you finished dreams and then you sort of started segging into a bit of a reprise of fast car yeah. and just blew my mind because I, I always say that i when i was growing up i had a holy trinity of of inspiration musically yeah. it was tracy chapman it was annie lennox and it was yourself so oh, well, um to that. to see both of them together was just incredible yeah so going back to um songwriting um yeah. when I feel like in some of your tracks, you can hear parallels um, with Tracy's work. Maybe the inspirations are the same, maybe sort of Bob Marley and yeah. Bob Dylan, um, but yeah. things like Latchkey Kid um, is yeah. is very, you can feel that similar vibe. Would you say that there is an inspiration ongoing there? Definitely, because it's storytelling, isn't it? And for me, when I wrote Latchkey Kid, for example, I wrote that about a family member and, you know, kind of, taken away from writing like love songs or stuff that you know although we've all felt them they're not offensive or they're not that I shouldn't say not thought provoking but when you're in love it, you know it's stuff that hits you and it can hit you hard you know whether it's a makeup or a breakup and you know to suddenly veer away from that and have songs like that to keep kid and stuff like that for me I you know those are songs I'm really proud of I mean there's a few others I wrote that when I look back, I think, oh, my God, that really is kind of that storytelling thing. The Latchkey Kid is one of my favourites for the, for the fact that, you know, based on the fact that it's, it pulls no punches. It, yeah. You know, it's just telling it how it is, how it is. But then, you know, I had a song about Fallen Angel. I think about that, so maybe Latchkey Kid is probably my, my best example. But then, you know, looking at someone like Tracy Chapman, who is a queen, a storytelling queen, and, you know, and... Although I wish I'd been more like her in, in the way that I put my songs together, I think I love someone like Ed Sheeran because he plays the guitar. And, he, you know, whether he's playing that kind of folky, countryish kind of thing, and, you know, he's storytelling. So yeah. I kind of, I always want to wish I could put myself there with Tracy, but I don't feel I'm worthy. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> you are, you know, <laughs> you're definitely like, worthy. Yeah, but I love her. And just the fact that, you know, she, she you know, when you think about her, the songs she's done, you know, like across the line, she tells stories, she, she writes about things that happen in the world, big things, you know, like things that we need to pay attention and you, you hear her vocals and you can't help but pay attention to whatever it is she's singing. Yeah. So, wow. I feel like I need to take the moment to remind you that you are an Ivan Novella um, winning singer songwriter and uh, <laughs> for best sing for best so but, yeah, song collection. I've got for a minute, but no, I'm gushing. I'm, I'm, I'm so Yeah. There's a few people I'm like that with. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not worthy. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to order. <laughs> yeah. Just to be near. Is that really bad, probably? But there you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, so on songwriting, Tracy says, songwriting yeah. is a very mysterious process. It feels like something from nothing. It's something I don't feel like I really control. Do you feel like um, that's something you can relate to? How do you approach songwriting? Like for me, songwriting, it's one of those things where there's no set way, but then saying that, for me, when I did my Under My Skin album, there was a set way in the sense of, you know, going in with new people. Um, I'm one of these people that I can't, I, I don't do concept albums. It's got to be, it's about my feeling. I've got to have lived it or I've got to yeah. have known someone who has lived it. And, you know, I'd go in and it, because I don't play anything, I, and people want me to hear their music and they want 
and they hope that I can vibe to it and create songs. It's a case of, okay, this is what you do, you know, start recording me, I yeah. start listening to the music, different, you know, just bits. And if I hear something that's inspiring, and like I've always said, music talks to me. It, it tells me what I should be writing about. That's how I feel sometimes. And I hear a piece of music and instantly it it inspires me. And and what people have to do from the get-go is record me because it's a feeling. It's one that I can't often um, duplicate. I might replicate. Sometimes I'd I'd hear something and I'd just start freestyling. And then, you know, somebody would say, what do you just do? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I can't remember. It's a vibe. It's a feeling. So it's organic. Yeah, it's always organic with me. And I'm happy for that. I mean, there's probably no point in me trying to look at another alternative way to to write songs because it's what what I've always done. You know, whether it's a freestyle vibe, I wish I could rap, but I can't. But it's just like singing along and and doing my thing and and, and doing and feeling, singing what takes me and what comes out of my mouth, what I'm feeling and digging deep into, you know, it's easy to kind of pick things, you know, from my hair, from my life experience, because the music carries me, and that's what I found. That's how I, how it's happened. So definitely, you're right. Very organic, and and I've been loving the process more so in the last couple of years, and then any other time. I think because for a while, you know, making music was like a jaded experience, and I think I need, okay. you know, but not. I say that because of the fact that I had such a long time in between albums that. You know, there were times you'd go to write, it's like, it's not right. So this time, especially for the under, it was just so fun. And I think that's to do with all the people that were surrounding me, coming with their positive vibes, beautiful music. It's just great allowed me to feel inspired, you yeah. know, and, and to feel not jaded, I guess, you know, because when you're making music for a long time, you probably need to come away sometimes, depending on who you are. And thankfully, that's what I was able to do, although for a long period of time, and years is long, but it allowed me to feel fresh and renewed, and my, my musical kind of inspirations were just coming from everywhere. And, you know, I was so invigorated that I'm like, you know what, ready to get, ready to go, and that's how the last album was born. But So I guess that musically, and, and, and whether I'm inspired to make music, whether I, you know, like, what, what does it for me? Is, is all about my life and everything else that goes on. So, yeah, what can I say? That's amazing. I think you do seem very, very inspired these days. You're you're touring more than ever. You're out and about with um, um, shows and um, spot gigs. And, you know, you just, you feel, it feels like you're really um, living that, um, living that dream again. Oh, I sure I think that comes to do with the fact that my kids are older. I feel less stressed. I think that when you're a mother and you're trying to balance everything, and I, whether you're a parent, I shouldn't just say mother because there's fathers out there, but I feel all of them who, you know, you have to juggle, you know, whether it's working life, family life, everything. And so for me now, I feel a bit more at ease now because they're older. I, I can concentrate more on what I love, and, and, you know, and I'll always love them, yeah. <laughs> you know, first and foremost. But it's nice to kind of be me again, to kind of not have the stress, to go in the studio, not be looking at your time thinking, God, I've got to get back, you know, and it's, it's so nice, and just, yeah, I think my headspace is completely different, I, like you say, I've been gigging and doing shows more than ever, you know, doing the live shows with my band, and, you know, I'm actually hungry to keep doing it, just because of the fact that I didn't do it for so long, and there was a time when I didn't enjoy it as much, and to come back the last couple of years, and actually just have so much fun my audience have been phenomenal you know yeah. the, the support has been incredible and I've just been living my best life and I, 
and I say that to everyone right now, I'm living my best life, I'm 50 now, but I just feel I'm living my best life and I just want to continue to doing so, you know, and musically I'm having a blast, I'm having the best time of my life musically as well, and, and so yeah, more of the same I guess. I love that, incredible. Well, thank you so much for your time today. But before thank you, my darling. before you go, could you just mm-hmm. let us know what's next for you? Well, what I can announce is that I'm going on tour November 2020. So check out my website. Amazing! It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again for your time today, Gabrielle. And, thank you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you, my darling. You too. Bye, darling. Bye. Bye.